Hey, what is up, guys? It is Matt Workman for Cinematography Database, and I'm really feeling this Anchor podcast thing. I'm doing it all from my phone, and today we're going to do, or for me, it's my first call-in, so we're going to listen to someone else's call, and we're having this kind of, like, semi-delayed conversation, but doing it publicly through Anchor, and I'm having a lot of fun with it. So we're going to talk a little bit about Instagram, and if you haven't heard the podcast episode or just the episode about regramming on Instagram, I talked about... Basically, companies or people taking other people's Instagram photos and posting it to their own accounts, which in some cases is fine, and I'll talk about that, but in many cases, it's not fine. And there's these people who are stealing photos and creating accounts with them, the vast majority of them are just fuckers, and they're not really making any money at it, but there are people that do this extremely well, and I've followed this for a while, and they are making money, and they're not making any like original content themselves they're only reposting other people's work and that is actually against the terms of service and i believe is illegal if you were to um take it into like the legal court action style things but we'll we'll talk about um i'll talk about my thoughts on that and where this is maybe headed and what to do about it and we're going to take our first i'm going to feature my first call in with someone's response we'll see how this goes hey matt what's up this is Benji Himmelfarb. I'm calling in about that regramming segment. Um, it's really interesting to me. I'm a stand-up comedian, and in stand-up comedy specifically, if you get caught stealing jokes, you'll be like banished. But the problem is, we live in different times, and like, if you do jokes on Twitter and Instagram, they can just get stolen by your like fuck Jerry's and your fat Jewish accounts, right? Who they steal the memes, put it all in one place and they get paid. They actually, those people make money. And, you know, some people say don't hate the player, hate the game, you know, and I, you know, you could say it's illegal, but they still do it. So I guess my question is, what do you think we should do? What should creative people do to make sure we get paid? You know, Twitter makes all this money from people posting for free. Same with Instagram. What are we supposed to do? (laughs) Do we need to form a union? Do we need really strict laws? What are we supposed to do? Thanks, man. So Benji brings up a really good point about what should we be doing as creatives to stop this or to be able to make our own money and deal with these people that are taking work and reposting it. And making money from it and potentially hurting the, the original creator. So on Facebook, this is called the freebooting. And I've had to deal with this. And I think most YouTubers who have achieved any sort of momentum in their YouTube career have had their videos downloaded and then posted by other companies or other pages. And the vast majority of these pages don't make any money from it. And they're trying to be cool. They're just trying to be like, hey, I really like this video and share it. Well, that that is illegal. And that is goes against the basic foundations of copyright but what typically happens is that there's no real legal um, means of dealing with this that's going to work for the creator unless they have a lot of money now you can file a a copyright strike that's one way to do that and you can do that on YouTube too if someone re-uploads your video to the channel to their channel you can actually copyright strike it but I've gone down that road and it's not as straightforward as you would think it would be and what it ultimately comes down to is if someone reposts your work you can contact them for a cease and desist and there's a certain time period for that but if it doesn't work you have to sue them and I have multiple lawyers at this point for running my company and just emailing your lawyer 
and going through the process of trying to figure out if it's worth suing them. This can cost thousands of dollars just to do that step. So because of this, the majority of people who have their work stolen cannot afford to actually do anything. And if they do, you're in for a pretty long battle and it's pretty difficult to prosecute internet crimes still, especially if it's outside of the United States. So it's kind of a difficult um, thing to deal with and I'm, I'm very familiar with um, Fuck Jerry and the Fat Jew and we're not being racist or vulgar. For the sake of it, those are the names of their channels and their online uh, brands, that's the names of them. Um, they are funny, I do follow them because they're, they're, they curate and they steal other people's content, but they are funny. So I don't know what to say about that, you know. I know, for, I know that they've been kind of like the plague of the, com the comedy world for a while, but this is sort of the world that we're, we're living in. And, you know, I, I watched this video that F-Stoppers put out last week at the same time that I was kind of being interested in this whole regramming thing and if it's stealing or not. And they interviewed this photographer who's had work go viral. And the first time his photos went viral, he didn't know how to handle it and probably missed out on some money. But then he eventually figured out what the process is like to license the photos properly and get paid from it. And then he also has a lawyer who full-time just goes after people that are infringing on his copyright. And they kind of decide together if it's worth pressing charges. And what it, what it basically comes down to is if, if the site or, you know account that's infringing on your copyright actually has money so that if you sued them they would have any money to give you and these are like big corporations using it or tv shows or newspapers or bigger blogs it's like in that case it is sometimes worth going after them and the settlements can be you know can be decent they're not amazing they're not life-changing but you can definitely go down that road but it does cost money and it does cost time and this is why the majority of people aren't doing it and what my takeaway from it was that the internet is going to keep doing this, things are going to get freebooted and stolen, and you're not going to be able to really stop it, and it's kind of impossible. You look at Reddit, you look at Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, there's too many accounts to keep track of, you can't deal with it. So really, moving forward, you just have to understand what license, how to license your own content, how to copyright it, and you need to be able to just make money the legitimate way. You know, it doesn't mean that like everyone should start freebooting and that sort of thing, or that it's okay, but I think as far as a single content creator trying to stay sane you just do your best and um, unless you have a lawyer and have the funds and the means actually pro like persecuting and prosecuting or whatever the word is to actually go after these people is really really quite difficult what's up Matt my name is Patrick I just want to say you are killing it on anchor you are setting a standard just like you did on YouTube on how to use a platform to its full potential you have inspired me to start my own channel and I'm looking forward to listening and creating on anchor with you so cheers have a good day so Patrick thanks so much for calling in and I'm hoping that there's some musical interludes in between the Collins and my actual talking. We'll find out if this actually is working or not, but thanks for calling in and thanks for the support. Um, YouTube was a lot of fun to learn. Not that I'm done learning it, but I feel like I have a good grasp on how to do YouTube and I know how to run it. a normal podcast. Like I, I think my Modern Cinematographer podcast did fairly well on iTunes and Stitcher and whatnot, but this app is a lot of fun and I'm producing the whole thing from my phone and I'm not editing any audio, I don't have any fancy mics, I don't have a whole thing, I can just do this from my phone anywhere in the world, and that's a lot of fun, and it's already interactive, because people are calling in, I can 
really seamlessly and easily add their voice and conversation and point of view into the episodes. And I'm I'm having so much fun with this. And congrats on starting your channel or your is that what we call this? We call this an FM an anchored channel or podcast. I don't know what this is, but um, I'm having a lot of fun with it. And thanks for the call, man. Hey, Matt, I just heard your podcast on Anchor about the Instagram stealing, and I completely agree. Um, you know, we shouldn't hide or we shouldn't hide behind people's work. Um, there's a lot of inspiring work out there, and it's one thing to promote it uh, if they're using one of your products. Um, but it's another thing to just kind of take somebody else's work and then you profit from that. That's just not cool. And plus, most people on the internet would love for you to share their work if you just ask them. And who knows what could come of that as well. So I think you're spot on. Um, and keep them coming, man. Thanks. So Tony, thank you so much for the call-in. And it does remind me to talk about another point about this uh, the whole regramming thing. And I think people may not understand who don't use Instagram full-time and don't make a living from it is how do you actually make money from Instagram? Because we talked about people stealing other people's photos and memes and whatnot. Memes is a whole different story, but taking their photos or their videos and reposting them to a channel, um, a, a, an Instagram channel that is theirs, but the work is all someone else's. How, do the, how does a channel like that actually make money? And they do make money. So I'll say that my Instagram channel is about 75,000 subscribers, something like that. I forget how many people. Um, something around that number. And every week, at least, I get offered about $500, sometimes more, actually, for shoutouts and to promote different things on the channel. I have a, a primarily a filmmaking channel. And I will say in that space, there are companies that will pay you $500, you know, minimum to just make one photo with some posts on it that says some information and it's like, hey, there's this new product that's out, you can check it out here. Or like, hey, go check out this page, they're really cool, you should follow them. There are companies that will pay you legit money to do that. So when you have these other Instagram channels, which I won't call up by name right now, I think we all know them, but they're all aggregators and they're galleries and they put on the front of it being a community and they're sharing and they're promoting. But actually what's happening is they're making like $500, $1,000 per post sometimes. I don't know their exact numbers of their CPMs. There's no CPM on Instagram, but um, I don't know their exact financials, but I know from running mine that there is money legitimately to be made from it. And if they're making money from these posts and from this channel and their work is entirely made up of other people's Instagrams, all of a sudden that feature that you got from that channel, like you're like, oh, cool, I got a couple hundred followers and like, I, I feel so awesome because someone's using my work. Well, how does it feel if you know that that company that did that or that person, that account that quote unquote featured your work also is making a couple thousand dollars a month by doing that? How does that feel now? So. There's a lot of other ways of making money on Instagram as well. That's kind of like one of the easiest ones and the blatant ones. So if you go to a channel like that and you're seeing these and you're seeing sponsored posts and you're seeing call to actions to products and things like that, this is basically like running a YouTube channel and there's a lot of different ways of making money from it. But the difference is on YouTube, hopefully, the vast, vast majority of the content and images you're using are 
yours and original and you're making your own content and making money from that, that's fine. That's, sa- that's the same thing with Instagram. It should be all your content. It shouldn't be regrammed content. I feel like the only time it's like fully legit in the film industry and photo industry, which I'll speak to because that's the one I'm in and, and I work in on all social media platforms, is that if a manufacturer basically if you tag a manufacturer or hashtag whatever they want you to use and it's a picture of their product and you using it and there's like this kind of like um i forget what they call it like implied consent that's like hey cool yeah like i love your product like you know feature my photo in many cases that's implied they should still reach out and contact you but in that case it's completely cool because like if i want to look at you know x manufacturers x led manufacturers product and I go to their page and it's a whole bunch of real people using it, that's valuable to me. I think that is somewhat supportive of the community and that should be allowed. Now, there are cases where I think that perhaps the manufacturer should be paying for featured uh, photos, you know? Uh, Even if it's just just a little bit from a legal point of view, that would be the best way to go about that. But um, that is what I wanted to say about how some of these channels that are stealing content are making sometimes significant money doing this. And so doing it for just exposure, and especially if they didn't contact you, that's a little bit sideways. It's a little sketchy. Hey, Matt. Thanks for showing people this uh, this app. Um, I'm hoping it takes off. Um, I don't know how many people are using it, but, um, yeah, it's, it's really cool. And I've just had to listen to your stuff. And um, just like your YouTube channel, it's, uh, it's excellent. So I'm enjoying that. And, um, yeah, um, so I'd like to ask you a question and I've just done a review of Dunkirk and I'm wondering if you've seen it and what you thought of it. Uh, have a great day, mate. Cheers. Hey, thanks so much for the call in. You know, I, I really like this platform a lot. I can tell that there isn't that much content on it yet. I went and followed all the YouTubers I know that are on it. They're making, some of them are making some content most of them are not but for me I had a very very active podcast and it was rather popular given the space I'm not saying it's like Joe Rogan level but you know we we were having like 20,000 downloads per episode which for I think this industry was a lot and it was too much work for me it was just straight up too much work that podcast I loved it and I did it for a year once a week for an entire year so we have like 60 episodes so it was a little bit longer than I guess technically and it was great but this platform is a lot easier for me and I love the interactiveness of it way better and I like that I can see the metrics on like iTunes and Stitcher I had metrics from Libsyn before but this is just so much better and I like it so much already Um, so I'm gonna at least try to put content in all the time and hopefully it doesn't just all disappear because I'm not gonna put it on another platform Uh, I'm only gonna put it on this and see how it goes I'm a big believer in native content even though I have a blog and other things but anyway getting to your question about Dunkirk I haven't seen Dunkirk I haven't seen Baby Driver and that's because I'm too busy working and I know that um, the beginning of my YouTube channel which was kind of a mistake I think in the long run um, I basically use the the SEO formula of being a movie reviewer which you can do on this platform as well do movies and TV and talk about that and that's natively just gonna do well because of the SEO and if I made a review of Dunkirk today on YouTube it'd probably have a hundred thousand views in a week just because of the SEO not even necessarily having to do with the quality of the content I'm a little bit burned out of talking about movies especially the way that I used to do it which is like an hour and a half long rant about the movie that's insanity to me um I do like parts of the format where we see the BTS and we talk about it and we get to learn about it. 
what I want to do moving forward with that is go see the movies. I'm going to go see Baby Driver at some point once the hype dies. And uh, we're not all SEO fighting for it. And same with Dunkirk. Though Dunkirk, from what I've heard, is not my cup of tea. And I'm not. From what I've heard about how the film rolls out, it's just not what I typically enjoy in a movie. But um, uh, I, I do hope to have time to see those after my course is out. I'm updating Cine Designer pretty aggressively. I have another app I'm building in the background. Um, and I just haven't had time to go see a movie, and I have two kids, so I just haven't had time to go see these things. And as, as soul-crushing as this is to the cinematography community, I don't have time to go see movies in the theaters. Like, and I don't, I don't get anything extra out of it. I know the sound is like a lot louder and higher quality, and the screen's bigger, but I don't know if the bigger screen really does it for me. Because what what is a big buzzkill for me as an entrepreneur and a filmmaker is that. Losing time commuting to it, waiting through the waiting through the the previews and doing all that stuff, that's that stuff is just not worth it to me. Um, and then the time commuting back, and I lose so much time versus just watching it on my computer on my house. I, I don't have that time. I'm losing money. I'm giving money to like the the movie in movie theaters, which I hate the movie theaters honestly in my area. Like, I don't enjoy going there. I don't. I just don't like it anymore. I'm not enjoying that experience. I'm not like anti. Cinema, I just don't personally love it as much as maybe the next cinematographer who loves that whole experience. And maybe it's just、um, where I'm at in my career. I don't have the time, and I'd rather watch it on my computer, which is a plenty big screen on my own time. And that's just where things are at with that. I haven't seen it yet. I hope to see it. The only movie I'm like honestly gonna take the time to actually go see is probably the new Star Wars, if that speaks to what kind of stuff I like. But I hope that doesn't make you guys hate me. Or anything like that. It's just where I'm at, and being truthful with how I consume content, I feel like I'm. That's a, a common complaint and a lot of people's point of view when it comes to watching movies. But thanks for the question, and yeah. So that is gonna wrap it up for today's episode. I am gonna try to do this daily because this takes about half an hour of my life. Um, and that's something that I can do, and I, I like the engagement on it already. And it kind of feels like a delayed YouTube live, where I've been doing YouTube live quite a bit. I get a question, I answer it. I see another question, I answer it. There's super chat, which this doesn't have, so I'm not making any like direct money from it. But、um, this has been a lot of fun, and I hope you guys are enjoying it too. If you have any questions, any thoughts,、um, feel free to call in. I definitely try to listen to all of them. They're not going to all make it to the show, and I try to piece together a show out of it. But This has been great. Thank you, everyone who's been doing the call-ins. And if you enjoyed this, tell your friends, man. I, I'm not like officially saying that modern cinematographer, my old podcast, is dead, and that this is my new new, but it's kind of feeling that like that already. And、um, what is this?、Um, I keep wanting to call it. I keep wanting to call this Stitcher. It's Anchor. Anchor does syndicate this now out to iTunes and Google Play or whatever it is. I don't have an Android. And、uh, I'm gonna do this daily for about, you know, at least a week, maybe two weeks, three weeks, and we'll see how this goes. And if、uh, if I really like it and it does pick up traction-wise, kind of organically, if that makes sense, even though I'm promoting this through Instagram and you and everything else, then I will make a formal YouTube video announcing that hey, my old podcast, it was lovely.、Um, go download all the episodes because I'm probably gonna stop paying for the hosting. That's the other thing I have to pay for my other podcast to exist, which is kind of a It's not that expensive, but it is. I do have to pay for it, so there's there's that. And if you know, if if we do make the full switch, and I'm like, hey, modern cinematographer is no more, and now the, this podcast, which is called Cinematography, all the things, 
if this becomes the new way, then I will make that video and tell everyone you know who used to listen to that podcast, which was a lot of a decent amount of people, especially in LA, I think. Um, that we have a new new and this would possibly be it but anyway thanks for listening give me a call if you have any thoughts and maybe you'll be on tomorrow's episode cheers